Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Everyone, thanks again for listening to the Western Hunting Up podcast, and I truly, truly mean that. Uh, I really don't know how many exact listeners I have out there. Uh, I've got my stats and everything, the downloads, whatever, but how many people truly are out there listening, uh, I don't know, but I appreciate you and, and thank you for doing that. Uh, even those that are out of the country, I said this a long time ago. So if I got people outside of the U S listening, please email me. I'd love to actually either ask you questions or get you on to, to chat about what you got going on in, in, uh, your neck of the woods for hunting. Definitely got one of those episodes in the works with my buddy, Danny. Hopefully, uh, he and I decide we want to do that. He's off hunting, Somewhere else, somewhere kind of crazy. So I'm excited to to maybe chat with him on that. So there's a little social pressure there. Uh, let's get that episode done, Danny. That'll be a that'll be a good uh, good topic and something that's totally in left field. So it'd be kind of fun. But this is the kind of end of the year episode. Even though I guess it's January third, and you're I'm posting this on January fourth. But kind of just the wrap up. The seasons are done. The for the most part for just about everybody. The uh, it's a new year and uh, new look at at the next seasons coming up. I can't believe it already. I've uh, it'll be shed hunting season here pretty quick. Uh, not not after too long in parts of the country, people are already looking doing that. I know moose drop pretty early, uh, and and whitetails in this part of the country. I mean they'll drop anywhere from Christmas time to uh, out to May and April. So. There's a big window there where they're dropping. I was watching this big muley buck in town. He had one antler on, and he was shaking his head trying to drop the other, which is, again, really early. But um, that's just one of those. One, that buck was dropping, but doesn't mean all the bucks are dropping. They still hold for for quite some time, and, and some just drop a little sooner. So just, uh, the main point is that we got 
that season coming up, but the main hunting seasons are done. And this season was quite a long one where we had, I had a lot of tags, a lot of things going on, uh, starting in September and ending here just weeks ago. So this was a, probably a a pretty difficult one on my family. And if you look at the episode name, I've labeled this balancing hunting with life, uh, definitely, probably had too much on my plate for hunting uh, for the season. I did hunt a lot. Uh, definitely feel like I could have hunted even more though. I feel like I'd, I I didn't set a single trap and I know trapping season's still open. Uh, that's one of those things I just set aside and decided that don't have the time for it. I'll do that again, but just not this season. Didn't set a trap. I haven't gone out predator hunting. Uh, would like to do that. We still got some time. Lots of great time for that. Uh, what else didn't I do? I really didn't spend. Uh, I'm, I'm not buying a mountain lion tag. I, I would sure love to do that. I didn't do any waterfowl hunting. I didn't do any early season bird hunting. I didn't do any duck hunting. I haven't gone duck hunting in some time, and I would really, really like to continue doing that. Uh, th- I feel like I'm back in kind of my college to beginning adult life. Where in college and high school, I did everything. I tried out everything. I had all the time in the world. So I did my sports. I did my um, after-school activities. I was involved in church. I was involved in the Boy Scouts. I did that. And then I tried everything. I bought a mountain bike. I tried to go do a little mountain bike and see if I liked it. I tried snowboarding. I tried. I was into rock climbing. Uh, I did my hunting. I did my fishing. Fishing far more than anything else because that was accessible and available. Uh, I did a lot of fly tying. Uh, just, I don't know what else I all did. Just a lot of different activities that I just wanted to be involved in, but you can't be involved with that many activities and be really, really good at it. Uh, so I ended up starting to specialize. I specialized in more of the big game hunting. That was kind of my, my stick. Um, I remember in, in college, my buddies really got me into waterfowl hunting and upland hunting. And that was a lot of fun. And I, I realized, man, I should have been deer hunting that time. I could have been learning a lot of things. But I just needed to specialize just to touch more. And that's what I did during just shortly after. And that's what I've been doing since. Mostly that uh, big game hunting. So uh, that's what I've kind of had to do now is, is you got a few more things going on in life. You got family, you got a uh, maybe a job that has a little bit more demand to it with vacation time that you're scheduling around, not a uh, school break or whatever like we did way back then. So um, there were some stresses definitely on my, my family uh, with me being gone quite a bit. And I've got a baby due in March. My wife is is pregnant right now, very pregnant, because um, we've just got a few months left. And I don't think I've even said that on this podcast, but yeah, we've got a little boy coming, so that's going to be exciting news. But I hear adding a second kid to the whole mix kind of makes uh makes things quite a bit more difficult. So, but we'll end it there with two. Uh, I'm not going to have three, four, five unless that's what accidentally happens, but uh, definitely wanted to have one more. So that's the other piece that added to this. had a very busy season. I ended up, uh, it did 
record, looking at my spreadsheet or my uh, little Google Keep here, did keep track of about how many days in the field I did. And I said I was going to do that way back in January and how many total miles hiked. Days in the field ended up being 103 days. I just wanted to break that 100 mark and that meant doing trail cameras or doing um, just going to scout something or full-on week-long hunts. Uh, And then my miles hiked is a little pathetic. It's at uh, 200. Uh, I feel like I could have done a lot more than that. But uh, not to brag at any of that. That's what I'm not getting at. I don't really care about that whatsoever. There's people that hunt way, way more than me um, and a lot less. The point is, is that this was a busy season and 103 days is a little ridiculous. That's a lot. That's a lot of days in the field. Some is work. Some is uh, a lot is work. A lot is personal. Uh, so there's a there's a good mix there of both. But I wanted to see how many days exactly I'm in the field. Knowing how many days I was in the field is just an interesting thing for me to reflect back on and to know uh, what this season was like and what I learned. Do a similar thing with a little journal, uh, which I'm thinking of. It's in my safe. I need to pull that out and just write down the year, write down what animals I took and it's just something that I write down. I don't do any journaling other than just that simple list of what the season contained. Uh, just to try and keep that that little bit of a, a memento of what the year was like. So we've got a uh, uh, baby due, wife's pregnant, did too much hunting. Um, yeah, sure sounds like I'm balancing hunting with life pretty well. Uh, I put that stress on my, my wife and I miss missed out on a few things. I, I know that for sure. So I, I need to take my own advice for sure. Uh, but I've, I've listed a couple things here. And I want to go through a few that I've learned in the process, in the hunting season. I Even though this is one of my biggest hunting seasons yet, I feel like I had uh, much better communication with my wife. Uh, there was still some roadblocks for sure. Um, but I feel like it was it was done pretty close to right. I think so. But I did name this episode Balancing Hunting with Life. I did not want to say Balancing Hunting with Family because that just didn't seem right. It shouldn't be a balance. Family is more important. However, hunting is something that is a part of this family and my family, uh, or at least it can be. So it's not not something where I, I'm needing to balance. There really should not be a balance uh, it's it's just a thing that's there, and learning how to 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 make sure that my family is taken care of first. So uh, I really also in the conversations with my wife when we talk about this, the word prioritize comes up, and when I am out hunting it, and you are out hunting, it does not mean that you are prioritizing over your family. It is different. It is not that you are prioritizing. Um, that is just the time that you are allowed to get out, the time that it works to get out. Uh, and it's something that you really enjoy doing. For, and for many of us, it's something that we have to do. And I mean that I have to do it in a way that it's that important to me that I need to be out in the field to take care of myself. It's a way to to get moving. I spent... Uh, some, some time 
with the family, as we all did, many of us did over Christmas and thank and Thanksgiving and and New Year's. And one thing I am very thankful that my family does not do is sit around and watch a lot of football. I know many many of you are really into football and really into sports. I honestly can't watch football. I can't watch baseball. Uh, I've played those in, not really much for football, but I love baseball. I really loved baseball. I was really into wrestling. I love watching some wrestling here and there. But if hunting were not part of my life, I may be one of those that sits in front of a TV for long amounts of time uh, and and watches, watches a sport. I struggle with that because am I getting any better doing, am I bettering my life watching that? And I am the minority here. I absolutely know I am the minority here that in watching something like that doesn't, I don't, I don't fit in, in that, in that part. But I do try to focus on things that are going to better myself, better my family. And there I'm, I'm putting that, that hunting as one of those things that I must do to make sure my physical mental, emotional, and family health are all there. And that hunting is, is that important. If you're the only one in your family that hunts, then you're not alone. That is me. Uh, besides my dad and my, and my brothers occasionally, yes, of course. But uh, as far as my family, myself, my wife, and my three-year-old, and soon to be uh, next little baby boy, I am the only one that hunts. Uh, I obviously my three-year-old is not going on uh, any hunts by himself or going out to do anything at this time but uh, my wife does not hunt she has expressed some interest on wanting to shoot some birds Uh, we've gone out a little bit and done some turkey hunting Uh, she shot one pheasant in her life about 10 years ago and would like to duck hunt would like to pheasant hunt uh, I just haven't created those opportunities for her. So shame on me for that, but we'll get there. We need to buy her a gun. That would be, that would be one of the steps because she can't even use mine. She she will shoot it. She's a, she's a tough lady, uh, and my uh, 12 gauge is too big, and it kicks a little bit more than, than some 12 gauges. Uh, it's just a little big and long for her. It doesn't fit. So that's not something that's going to going to work for. Uh, but I know that my situation is not going to be the exact same. Many of you may have a whole family that enjoys hunting and therefore some of these points of conversation may be a touch different, but I think there's something, some good overlap. I have conversations with my buddies that, uh, their wives hunt as well, uh, or their whole hunting family, but it's, it, uh, there's still some things that there's some, some big overlap here. And one of the things I've heard before and had this conversation well before I had a kid or just about that time. So kids three right now, and they would always say right before he was born, it's like, well, what if he, what if he doesn't like to hunt or fish? My response to that was always, that's fine, but you got to realize that it's going to be a part of what we do as a family. So it's there. It's going to be, there's going to be exposure there. You see that in family trends all over the world with whatever a family likes to do. It's something that kind of gets ingrained in. And if it's delivered in a, in a good way, 
then that family or that kid probably will take on some portion of that. Maybe not to the same extent, but uh, maybe, maybe still or absolutely still a part of their life. You see a lot of father-sons that are doing some professional sports together, or they follow their um, follow somebody in their family through a professional sport or an activity. I think that's done the right way. There was a lot of wrestling dads that did things wrong, and their kids never even went off to wrestle in college, and they would have been amazing, amazing college wrestlers. That's true in every sport, just because of the pressure that they put on them, and that's not what I'm going to do, or I'm going to try very hard to not to do that, uh, be one of those crazy wrestling dads with, with, uh, in regards to hunting. So here's my four points getting to the meat and potatoes of my conversation here. Uh, the four points that I've learned over the last 10 years of hunting seasons and marriage, cause we're going on this June will be our 10th anniversary, which is crazy to think of uh, a little picture popped up over Christmas of us sitting in front of the Christmas tree with little baby Remy way back when, and uh, we looked a little younger, getting to that point where we definitely looked a little younger, looking a little older, hairs thinning, back problems, um, no weight difference, but uh, which is good, but definitely just a little older. So uh, here's these 10 points, or not 10 points, uh, so we've got 10 years of marriage, uh, and, and one thing I want to make sure that I'm putting out there is my wife doesn't let me go hunting. It is a thing that I do. And she has always said she will never tell me to quit. Uh, hunting is something that when we talk about it, it's a conversation. Uh, and, and I really think that, um, if that can be a conversation instead of someone letting you go do something, there's a portion of the, the approach that, that has to be done in a, in that way so that uh it's not feeling like someone's controlling or having ownership of of something in that or the the act of hunting there so the first one be here when i'm here we get loaded down with tons of things uh you all have work uh or activities or kids activities um and i'm working on really listening and making sure i'm present when we get that valuable family time. This is a huge area of improvement for me. Oftentimes my side business, my antler buying, mount selling, all that stuff, that is very busy time, or the busy time for that is when people are sitting around at home on the couch and they're messaging about mounts or antlers and whatever else. So it's a conflicting time with my family time. And so I try very hard to try and uh, mix that in there at an appropriate time. And I know that's not hunting, but there's still that similar, similar thing. If I've been gone hunting all day and I come back and talk about hunting and then I talk about more hunting uh, that happened at work and talk more about hunting the next time I go out and my wife is not a hunter, I think she's going to get a little, not annoyed, but, uh, she's going to want to talk about something else. And, there's going to be uh, some some things I got to approach that conversation just a little differently with. So I'm trying very hard to when I'm here to be here. I am taking care of the uh, some chores that need to be done around the house. I'm taking care of those things that she asked. She asks that 
uh, for some shiplap on a wall. I failed to do that. Um, there's a laundry room that needs to be remodeled. I have failed to do that yet. Um, but it is, it's on the list. It's going to happen. Um, thankfully my dad's coming this week and we're going to work through a bunch of, uh, of those sorts of things to, to get the house ready for a baby and get some of those projects done. So try to be here when I'm here. That's, that's the first one. Second one, make sure she gets that time that she needs, uh, with whatever she wants to do. Uh, my family it's it's a little unique. My wife is, her hobby is her work. She is in love with her work. She does a wonderful job with kids in a school, uh, working with their athletics and she gets very absorbed with that, that work. And she does an amazing job. And, and those kids are, have treated her like their, their mother. And she basically is, uh, it's even more so than a teacher, way more than a teacher, the, the amount of influence she has on, on high school kids. Uh, so she is so absorbed with that, that she, she's not really into any certain hobby. She's got her few things or, definitely some things that she likes and dislikes. Uh, and so she'll, she'll surround herself with those, those, uh, various things, but I need to make sure that she has the time to do those things. If I was gone for a week or uh, 10 days, uh, like this Arizona trip or my September archery hunt, uh, and I come back and I, and I just go as normal, uh, that's not going to work. there's some things there that we have built stress over that time. I need to come back and try and relieve some of that stress, take over and make it feel like, Oh, thank goodness you're here. Uh, you can help me with some of this stuff now, or you thank you for helping me with some of this stuff. So there's gotta be that time to, for whoever was left back, uh, to, to decompress and make sure things are good. Um, in a house where there's multiple hunters, I can see how this can be a little different. I bet you together you get behind and stuff. And as you get home, there's stresses involved of we need to do this and this and this and this. Uh, so maybe the conversation has changed a little bit, uh, just around that. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Number three, bring the kids or family along or plan special father-son or mother-daughter whatever trips. Uh, This is very limiting when they're young. The weather the time, the distance, uh, you are from the house and distance you need to hike and move, uh, as well as Western hunting is not easy. It's not an easy style of hunting in general. Uh, but let's go back the weather. My son told me that 
after we went deer hunting, he liked elk hunting a little bit better because the weather was warmer. Uh, I can't believe he still remembers that from being a two-year-old uh, over a season, that'd be a year and a half ago when he was two and we were elk hunting. The fact that he still remembers that, he remembers the weather, he remembers the elk, uh, it's it's pretty cool. So the weather is, is one of those that makes it a little difficult. You got to have a little bit more uh, more preparation involved. Through those little foot warmers in his boots, I think that was a lifesaver. Uh, and they gave him little hand warmers to put those we still got to work on. And as a three-year-old, it was tough to tough for him to manipulate those in a glove at all at the same time. And then the time you're out, my goodness, I think we were in the blind for about 10 minutes. Thankfully there was deer right there and we could, we could shoot one. Uh, and then other times we were antelope hunting when it was warm out. He just kind of sat there next to me, but really couldn't hike. Uh, his boots were horrible. Um, and I got to remember a lot of the time, this kid does not have the same attire I do. I have very nice at hunting clothes. I've spent the time and the money getting good boots, good good jackets. I'm warm. My feet are comfortable. Uh, he's got something that he'll wear a few times and they're done. So they're definitely not, not the best stuff. So paying attention to what my kid is wearing uh, is definitely going to reduce the time and the comfort that he has. And then the distance, if we had to drive very far, I found out that hour and a half uh, was pretty far. It was, that was a long drive. We timed it out. Antelope hunting was perfect because you don't have to get up early. Uh, and then you can hunt throughout the day. And he took a nap in the, in the back of the truck in the, in the afternoon. Uh, and then hiking far. Yep. I planned that out threw him in the backpack or I carried him knowing that that was going to have to happen um, or, or making him walk when I can, but just short little legs and, and you got to get where you need to get. So the big thing though, that is a tr- struggle for me, but it came actually quite easy. Now that I think about it is changing the expectations of the, of the trip, not lowering your expectations for the trip, but changing them. Uh, for my deer hunt with him, I really, really wanted to just have a successful hunt with him. It was a doe hunt. I wanted him to, to see a dead animal. I wanted to see the, the field dressing process. Uh, and and he did. And that was, that was a great experience. It could have been, been a little better had I made some better shots. And that would have been, uh, kind of nice, but uh, we, we did get some animals down and he saw that process. I, I wish it had been a little warmer out. I probably should have gone on a warmer day, but the, uh, expectations for when I take him out are just to go have some fun. We were going to do some ice fishing on Friday. I scouted it out a little bit today. Uh, needed to figure that I know what I did wrong. Um, but I want to get him on some bluegills. I really, really want to get him on some bluegills. Again, expectations for this trip are not for me to catch a mess of fish to bring home to make some fish cakes. It's for him to catch a fish, have some fun, and if we catch one, it was a huge success. Uh, or if he spends the time messing around with the snow, great, as long as he doesn't fall in a hole um, because that could probably ruin the day. Uh, but Less uh, made a little quick mental note that I will throw in some extra clothes in case he steps in a hole. Um, 
as far as as the kids grow um it's just going to be something that we do like i said before uh my wife doesn't really come along with but i i really think maybe a goal for next year would be to to see now that we're back in south dakota with family maybe you could just do a uh, me and her go out and try and and shoot some pheasants or me and her go out and try and shoot some ducks there's my goal i just quick wrote made that quick goal i'm gonna do that uh see if her and i can't just go out and we're gonna be able to have babysitters here and and i think that would be a lot of fun so i'm gonna plan those family hunts um number four the last one and it's kind of the big one uh communication i think that's the the obvious in many, many households is lack of communication or how you communicate uh, because we all don't say the right things when we say them. So I screw this up all the time. It's an obvious solution, good communication, but understanding what this means is a part that, that doesn't always come naturally. Uh, my wife and I feel like we're very self-aware with each other and we know kind of uh, what each other is liking when we're saying it, what we're when we're disliking what each other is saying and we do not push those limits. We really don't push those limits. We try and uh, be very respectful. Um, yes, we'd probably say a thing or two when we're a little heated, but it doesn't get that heated. Uh, we definitely have our disagreements and it becomes more sad than angry uh, when it's angry. Uh, I really screwed up, but most of the time we kind of pay it. We know, we know each other, what it, what each other's needs are. Uh, and, and oftentimes it's a, it's a communication thing. Um, and I think there's a lot of couples out there and, and folks that, that definitely have that same sort of issue. And it's not even an issue. It's part of life. It's a, it's, it's something you deal with. I found that sometimes it's easy to pick up another tag or three, uh, and throw in just another little hunt on a day I got off or without anyone knowing kind of did that today. I went ice fishing and I don't know why I hid that. You know, did it matter? I just felt that I was unproductive when I could have been doing something like putting our crib together. Uh, so as I say this, I did something today that was this exact thing that I'm trying to stop. If I just discuss or talk about this and say, hey, I was going to go ice fishing uh, today for a little bit, and I was come back. I think I ice fished for an hour, if that. Uh, but And I know it wouldn't have been a big deal. Uh, I took the day off. So uh, there's those things that that it feels like it you need to hide it. But when you do think you are hiding it just to avoid the conversation because maybe it's late November and your wife or significant other is like, I'm tired of you being gone all the time. Uh, can you just be around? And the season is kind of hitting the stress limits. Uh, you think it's maybe easier to hide it, but um, having when you hide it, it comes out too early. Or, or not too early. It comes out too late. It comes out like day of or day before or something like that. Well, my plans are to go with so-and-so to go do a little hunt. Uh, and that stress then becomes an even greater stress. So it's important now uh, to talk about those things a l lot 
prior to when they occur. So how I talk about it is something I've been working on, and I still am not great at this at all. But knowing when that she, we need to be, talk about it. Um, timing is important, and then also not telling or asking. Uh, I think a lot of a lot of people that are a little more maybe confident and bold and, and really get into some of those maybe screaming matches uh, as you're telling your spouse when you're going to be going hunting or uh, asking them. I don't think it needs to be an ask at all. I think it needs to be a conversation that you have. Say, I would like to go do some, some, uh, uh, I'd really like to go do this Arizona hunt. I really would like to, would this work? I really want to go, um, do a September elk hunt. Is this going to work? And then have that conversation about and see where that goes. I've been kind of proud about that and how I've handled some of the hunts lately. Last weekend, I did a pheasant hunt. It was over New Year's Eve. So I wanted to ask, my wife said, all right, what's the expectations for the week? I would like to go hunting. Does that fit into this week's schedule? Because it was her family, and I didn't want to go and do something that I wasn't supposed to do. So I went out on a little pheasant hunt and actually kind of missed the present opening, which didn't make me very happy. Uh, so that made me very, very upset at no fault to my wife whatsoever. Uh, but that was kind of a, kind of a dumb thing. So anyway, uh, the, uh, the other time I did that, I feel like I did it right was my September elk hunt. That was my bigger hunt. I had, she knew what tags I had. She knew what, what days I was gone and coming back and she had the help for certain, a couple of days to help help with things at home and then uh, my Arizona hunt which I had to cancel and that's the whole purpose for this episode that I wanted to why I I wanted to talk about this sort of thing Uh, I was ready to roll with this hunt I wouldn't say my shooting was the best wouldn't say I'm in the best shape but I usually can pull that out pretty pretty quick um my preparation for the hunt, as in packing-wise and all that stuff, I wasn't there, right? but I would have got it done. I would have got it done. Um, Ryan was supposed—I, I, Ryan helped me out with a couple little packing things and um, little preparation things. So I didn't really feel on my game with with uh, having my account set up there. I missed the the uh, javelina draw. I really didn't do any research on that, so that was on me. And it, so that was the first thing that settled in. It was like didn't seem right that I just was not prepared to drive 19 hours, uh, to do this hunt. But there was more things just weighing on me saying that I probably shouldn't go. My wife at no point or no one told me, you sure you should go? No one told me that. It just kind of hit me and said, uh, because we have been sick basically since the beginning of November, uh, my wife's been getting sick. I got sick and then we'd get over it and something else would come. Something won't get over it we get over it and then something else would come. Same thing with, with my kid over and over again. And we just could not beat it until just recently New Year's. So the, the month of November was rough and early parts of December was rough. Uh, so I'm, I'm very thankful to finally be feeling about 95%, um, 
if not a little bit more. So I feel great. She's starting to feel great. And on top of that, she had a rib go out because of the coughing and she's pregnant. So just this weighing thought of, I need to be here. I need to be home. I need to take care of my family. Um, too much could happen during that time of being in her third trimester while I'm not around. Uh, I, I need to be here. So no surprises yet. Uh, this I was supposed to leave today for that hunt. And, and another thing, as a, my contact around there was sick as well. So that was a, it's just another aspect of the whole deal that said that this just isn't, isn't right. Uh, so I needed to see that I am typically and always, always, I am that person that says, oh, the weather's real bad. That's ah, fine. We'll go anyway. Or we'll go do this hunt anyway. Or it's things, it's a bad drought year. That's ah, okay. Let's go anyway. Or EHD's here and we got a bunch of die off. That's ah, all right. Let's go anyway. I am always that person that does not have excuses for things, uh, comes up with excuses for things and doesn't go. I don't like cancel. I don't cancel trips like that. That's, that was kind of a big deal to me. And, and I hope that, uh, I can have my presence be seen this week a little bit better in my family and that, that I can take care of some things while I'm here. I'm still going to take a few days off just to do that. Exactly that and get caught up. So uh, that's that's the whole reason for this episode. I have my four things here. Communication, creating some family hunts, uh, making sure that whoever's here gets the time that they need, and then be here when I'm here you know, are those four, four things. So um, think about that as you approach this next season. Uh, already Wyoming is, is needing some applications for elk, so you're thinking about the following following year already and and what that looks like spring turkey we're starting to think about that what is the season what do the seasons look like and how can i communicate that to make sure that i've got a happy wife and a happy life so uh, make sure you communicate well and and uh, get those things out and and i think that's going to be a happier season it's not really a good time when people are upset you're gone and you're out. It doesn't make for a fun trip in the field. So if you would like and subscribe, leave me a little review. Uh, again, thanks again for your support. And we will continue to get some some good episodes here and some good guests in the future. Thanks. Got a deed to the land, but it ain't my ground. This is God's country. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.